Hey there, Braves fans. Welcome to another edition of State of the Braves. I'm your host, George McNair. Uh, really great to be back with you once again as we are plowing through the offseason here. And a few uh, big things have happened uh, over the course of the last few days since we uh, talked last. And uh, one of those was uh, with the Braves as they make a major trade, trading for Oakland A's catcher Sean Murphy and uh, a pretty major deal. It's probably the biggest trade of uh, for any team. Uh, this offseason. And kind of surprising, uh, about two weeks ago, there were some rumblings um, with some trade rumors that the Braves might be interested in Sean Murphy. Uh, I think I mentioned it in passing a couple times. It was a little um, little interesting that the Braves would even be rumored to be interested in Sean Murphy because um, with Travis Darno and William Contreras, they have perhaps the best uh, catching tandem in baseball. Uh, so, you know, to be interested in a, another catcher seemed a little strange. They also had Manny Pena as a third catcher. So a great catching situation for the Braves. But they do go out and get Sean Murphy. And, um, you know, obviously Sean Murphy, if you don't know much about him, he, he plays on the West Coast. Uh, the Oakland A's have not been good for a long time. So uh, certainly understandable if you don't know much about the, this guy. He is a very good catcher. I'm going to go kind of into parts of, uh, you know, how good he is. Uh, so he certainly makes the team better uh, at the catching position. There's no doubt about that. But it's also kind of painful. These kinds of trades are painful. you got to give up some real value. And losing William Contreras is definitely um, a big loss. So let's go into the trade just a little bit. Again, the Braves acquire Sean Murphy in a three-team deal with uh, Oakland and Milwaukee. Milwaukee was also involved in this. So the Braves send Kyle Muller, uh, Roiber Solinas, Freddie Tarnock, and Manny Pena to the A's. Um, William Contreras and Justin Yeager, who is a um, kind of low-level reliever for the Braves uh, in the Braves farm system, go to the Brewers. And the Brewers also sent uh, Estuary, I might be saying that really wrong, Estuary Ruiz uh, to the A's. So the A's get get him in the deal as well. So again, the only guy that that comes back to the Braves is Sean Murphy. He is by far the best player in the deal. The other major piece uh, that goes uh, from the Braves is William Contreras going to uh, the Brewers. Kyle Muller is the other uh, perhaps uh, brave of note as he's been up and down with the Braves last two seasons. Probably didn't have a great opportunity with the Braves. Uh, he will have a much better opportunity with the Oakland A's, so best of luck to him. Uh, Freddie Tarnick also might uh, get some major league uh, experience this year. Uh, and Manny Pena, again, going to the A's, will probably become either their starting catcher or, well, backup catcher more than likely, because remember Shea Langoliers, uh, another Braves uh, guy uh, that they sent over in the Matt Olson deal, is uh, the the other catcher over there in Oakland. So let's go into Sean Murphy a little bit. Uh, he has definitely been one of the best overall catchers in baseball over the last three seasons. Uh, so really starting in 2020, you might could even go back to 2019, but let's just look at the last three seasons. So if you are um, looking up uh, best catchers based off of war, wins above replacement, JT Real Muto with the Phillies is number one. That's probably not shocking anybody. Very good catcher all around, uh, offensive and defensive catcher, and he plays 
probably more than any other catcher. So he's definitely racking up uh, some value there. So he is at a 12.7 war, but Murphy is the next guy behind him at, at uh, 10 even, 10 war over the last three seasons. And remember, uh, this is with uh, the COVID year, the 2020 season. So war numbers are obviously lower for that season for everybody. And then Will Smith of the Dodgers is right behind Murphy at a 9.7. Now, depending on what um, what war um, method is used, you know, sometimes Murphy is liked better by some than others because a lot of his value, not all of it, but a lot of his value is based off of his defense and defensive metrics can be, um, you know, a little more volatile. So some of them are going to have him uh, below Will Smith, um, but nonetheless, he is definitely in this category of probably top three catchers. In baseball, he is a Gold Glove uh, catcher. He's a great receiver and thrower. Uh, this is going to be really important as some of these rule changes are going to make stealing probably a little more of a part of baseball again. And so, having a guy who can throw out runners is certainly really important. You guys probably know that the Braves have always valued good defensive catchers, and uh, so I think this is a big reason why they were targeting uh, Sean Murphy, anyways. You got to think about having Travis Darno. He has been throughout his career kind of injury prone. He's also getting older. Uh, it was great for him to have an injury free season last year. He ended up having an all star season. Uh, he was very good overall, but it's not something that you can really bank on uh, with Darno. He is definitely going to still be catching a lot. I think these guys, they might not be a 50 50 split. I think you're going to, the Braves are going to give. Murphy more time behind the plate. It might be more of a 70-30 kind of thing, but Darno might find himself as a DH a lot, and these guys should be able to stay pretty uh, pretty fresh, uh, similar to what the Braves have done in the past with their catching tandems. Uh, Sean Murphy uh, offensively is above average. Is he an, you know, just, just by his offense, is he an all-star? No. Um, but he's good. He's he's not a guy that's an only, you know, he's not only a defensive catcher. Uh, so here was his numbers from last year. Uh, he hit 250, uh, 332 on base percentage, 426 slugging percentage. Definitely has some pop in his bat. Um, I think that his power numbers could probably play up a little bit more, especially moving to Atlanta. This is a better ballpark. Uh, he's going to be in a better lineup. So he's going to, you know, in Oakland, he was, um, probably the best hitter in their lineup. So he had very little protection. And so uh, last year that was good for a 122 WRC plus, um, which is a very solid offensive year. A lot of um, the projection systems have him uh, maybe taking, taking a little bit of a step back from that. Uh, but, you know, projections, uh, they're, they're useful, but they're not to be relied upon. Uh, he has three years remaining of control. So this is a guy who's 28 years old. He's really entering his prime. The Braves are probably going to get the best three years of him. You certainly hope so, as long as he stays healthy. Um, and who knows? They might want to extend him. I don't know if this is going to be a Matt Olson situation where they extend him really quickly, uh, but it's certainly worth uh, you know keeping an eye out on that. So the Braves lose William Contreras in this deal. Uh, it's kind of a bummer for me. I really like Contreras as a player. Um, I actually got to, I've mentioned this before, but I actually saw William Contreras play low A ball in Danville, Virginia several years ago. So I think because of that, I connect with him a little bit more. I've always kind of pulled for him 
to to make it, and he has, which is which is awesome for him. He's been a he was just such a big contributor for the Braves this past season. So Contreras is definitely the better. I think he's definitely the better offensive player between these two. Now could could Murphy, um, you know, continue to you know show really good power numbers and maybe even take a step up from last year? Could Contreras take a step back? Yes, but even if that were to happen, they're probably about the same offensive player. So I really think Contreras being the younger player, he has the higher ceiling, certainly offensively, and he had the better offensive season last year. He hit 278 with a 354 on base percentage, a 506 slugging percentage. That was good for a very, very stellar 138 WRC+. plus. Again, that's 38% better than the average major league hitter. Um you know, those kinds of numbers left you throughout much of the year wondering why Marcelo Ozuna was playing so much DH. I, I still, to this day, think William Contreras should have gotten more at-bats. Uh, he certainly deserved them. He earned them. Uh, he earned an all-star, um, you know, nod because of his his great uh, season. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, again, the Braves take a very slight step backwards offensively by losing him. Uh, I think they take a step forward, probably in a fairly big way defensively. It wasn't that William Contreras was a terrible defender. He worked really hard to improve. And I think he's become maybe an average defensive catcher. Uh, but clearly the Braves value uh, defense at catcher more than just having an average defensive catcher. They want someone stellar. And they certainly got that in Sean Murphy. Uh, but, you know, the other part of this, it's not necessarily Braves related, but Milwaukee being a part of this deal, they got a steal. I mean, for some reason, they were able to come in. They basically gave up one okay prospect. I mean, he might turn into something. This guy went to Oakland. But basically by doing that, they, they get William Contreras, an all-star catcher. Um, I don't know if he'll continue to be an all-star. I don't know if he'll continue to be you know, behind the plate. But, man, this guy can hit, and Milwaukee needed a hitter, and they got one. And they got one without having to give up much. So they're a huge winner in this deal. I really don't, to this day, understand this deal for Oakland. They gave up a uh, really, really good catcher, and they didn't get all that much back. I don't know why they wouldn't have just made it a two-team deal, taking William Contreras. And even though they don't need a catcher, they could have plugged him in at DH long-term, or they could have you know, swapped him out for more than what they got in this deal. So it was, it's really odd um, from Oakland's standpoint, Billy Bean, I don't know. Mate. <laughs> Come on, man. You're supposed to be this great GM. I don't understand this one uh, on your end. But but maybe Oakland has different ways of, of viewing players. So anyways, that being said, uh, you know, it's it's kind of sad to, to bid farewell to William Contreras. We kept saying that, uh, if the Braves were going to make a, a big trade in this offseason, they were probably going to have to send either Contreras or Vaughn Grissom in in that kind of deal, and that's what happened. Uh, so let's analyze the deal just a little bit. I don't hate this deal, um, but I have some issues with it at the same time. So the reason I don't hate it is because Murphy. I mean, Murphy is a really, really good player. Uh, I think the Braves will be better at the catching position for the next three years because of it. I think they have much more comfortability uh, with how their pitchers are going to be handled. I think there's a lot of unknowns long-term for Travis Darno as he's getting older. Again, is he going to stay healthy? Uh, he's only signed through this this next season, so um, it just gives them a lot more 
comfort there. Now, William Contreras was was um, going to be there for the next five seasons. But again, if you don't believe in him long term as a catcher, then then that was that must have been the issue for the Braves. Uh, so yeah, I don't hate it because I think Murphy's going to be a really really good player. Um, but my main issue with this deal um, is that the Braves, you know, the Braves were already weak in prospect capital coming into this offseason. Uh, if they were going to make a trade, they, they needed to be really smart with how they pulled it off. Um, and, you know, they have two very obvious holes. They have a hole at shortstop and they have a hole at left field. They still have not uh, solved either, either of those yet in this offseason. And so to, to make a deal using your prospect capital at a position where you are already strong is just um, a little strange. You know, it's, look, they could go, they could still go out and, and sign Dansby Swanson. They could still go out and get a, a decent left fielder who's an upgrade from what they have. And at that point, you, you, you'd be happy with things. Uh, but there's no guarantee that that is going to happen. You know, looking kind of kind of pulling back for a minute, uh, I really don't like uh, how the Braves have have traded their prospects over the last two off seasons. Uh, again, uh, they don't have right now a very strong uh, minor league system, and it seems like they've used their minor leagues um, to to fill some holes in ways that they didn't necessarily need to. Um, you know, starting back from last offseason, obviously they couldn't re-sign Freddie Freeman. And so they they send, you know, four prospects to Oakland, including Shea Langoliers. Um, that he was the big one. Uh, the other guys probably had no future in Atlanta. But Langoliers was was a big, big time prospect. They send him to Oakland because they have to go out and get Matt Olson. And I don't want to rehash all that. A lot of that had to do with Freddie Freeman not wanting to, you know, ultimately not signing with the Braves. Um uh, and, you know, again, don't want to get into that too much, but they have to spend a lot of prospect capital to fill a hole. And, you know, yeah, they would have had to have, you know, paid maybe Freddie Freeman a little bit more than what they're paying Matt Olson. But that's a that's a big prospect haul to give up to get them. So, you know, and I, and I said that at the time in a vacuum, maybe it's not that big of a deal, but OK, so you lose. You lose those prospects, you lose Shea Langoliers. Now let's fast forward to this offseason. They send Justin Henry Malloy to Detroit for relief pitcher Joe Jimenez, who only has one year of control left on his deal. I really don't like this deal. I like Justin Henry Malloy a lot. Um, again, they, they get a reliever. This is a, a generally an area of strength for the Braves. The, pull, the bullpen is pretty deep already, uh, and you give up. While Justin Henry Malloy is not a top 100 prospect, he's a very good prospect that I think a lot of teams would love to have. And then on top of that, uh, with this deal, you send away Contreras, you send away Muller and some others, and you just are left, I mean, the cupboard is left pretty darn bare, and you still have shortstop and left field holes. Uh, you know, so I just look at it and I'm like, you know, I don't want to rehash the past too much, but if you'd re-sign Freddie Freeman, and if you hadn't made this deal at catcher and you just stayed with what you had, Freeman is your first baseman. Contreras and Darno are still tag teaming it in at the catcher position. Okay, you still have holes at shortstop and left field, but you have so many more prospects uh, to utilize to fill those very obvious holes. Now you don't have that. So, you know, again, it all might work out. Um, the offseason obviously isn't over, and I'm not 
uh, super down, you know, on this move, but I just don't love it. I don't love it because I just wonder how we're going to be able to fill these two very obvious needs. Uh, maybe they will still be active in the free agent market. I think it kind of, this deal kind of forces them to look towards free agents more than making other trades, because if they make more trades, it's either going to be kind of under the radar, you know, guys that haven't really proven themselves that aren't going to be super expensive. Uh, and by that, maybe not huge, um, you know, game changers, or they're going to have to go out and pay some guys on the free agent market, which you, you just wonder how willing they are to do that. What I fear is that this is the last big move that the Braves make, that they're they're going to just roll with, you know, maybe one minor move in, at shortstop and do nothing and left, and they're just going to go with it. Uh, I really hope that's not what happens. Um, so let's just look at the state of the shortstop market. You know, we, we talked um, in last several episodes about Dansby Swanson, and this is kind of an obvious um, – an obvious thing that the Braves need to solve. Uh, Trey Turner, you know, he signed for, <laughs> these are crazy. These are crazy deals to me. I mean, they're all great players, but the lengths of these deals are crazy. Trey Turner signs 11 years, $300 million. Xander Bogarts, uh, and that Trey Turner deal was with the Phillies. Xander Bogarts signs an 11 year, $280 million deal with San Diego. Carlos Correa, just this uh, last day or two, signs a 13-year, $350 million deal with the San Francisco Giants. And so all three of these guys, along with Dansby, were known. These were the four best shortstops. Dansby is kind of ranked four, at, you know, the fourth out of these guys, but they're all really great players. And so Dansby is left, and he's really left in a great position to make a lot of money because there's still at least three big teams out there hoping to uh, to get a shortstop. That would be the Cubs, the Twins, and the Dodgers have all been rumored to be very interested. Uh, you know, I've, I've hashed this out before, so I don't want to go too deeply into this. I think the Cubs probably are the favorite to go out and get them. And if you just look at the lengths of these deals that these other guys have gotten, the amount of money uh, that has been thrown out, Dansby's not going to get this, this amount of money. He's probably not going to get quite this length of deal, but, you know, is it realistic to think that somebody could offer him eight years and $200 million? I think it's realistic in this market. Just as a reminder, the Braves have only offered, it's reported, around six years, $100 million. So, um, you know, $100 million uh, versus $200 million, it's not hard to believe that Dansby would take that $200 million offer if it's made, um, you know, by Chicago, again, where his wife his wife plays for the Chicago women's soccer team. Uh, it just kind of would all fall into place in a way that I know he doesn't want to leave Atlanta, but uh, it, it would almost be like the decision would be made for him in that kind of scenario. So to me, how it's rolling out is the most likely scenario for the Braves is that they they sign a, a one-year stopgap shortstop like Elvis Andrews. Um, he, his name has been uh, bandied about by several people, including Mark Bowman, uh, who's the Braves writer for MLB. And you can kind of, when he says a name, you, you have to pay attention to it. So they're probably definitely looking at Andrews and then, um, you know, probably going out and getting a left fielder or DH on a one-year deal. Um, the reason I say DH is if they really believe in Von Grissom and they want to move him to left field to get his bat in the lineup, then I think, you know, you, you bring in a DH to kind of bolster what you already have. That might even be something that they don't do. I mean, could I see them 
just going with Elvis Andrews at short, Von Grissom in left, and then plugging in a you know a combination of Eddie Rosario and and um, you know Ozuna at DH. Yeah, I could see it. I I don't like that at all, but I can foresee that happening. Uh, so, but if they were to go after a left fielder or a DH on a one-year deal, there are a few names you know, maybe to keep in mind these names I've mentioned before, but just kind of as, as a reminder of guys who are still available, Michael Conforto, um, he, he could slot in as a left fielder, um, pretty good left-handed hitter, but he was out all year with an injury last year. Michael Brantley also had some injury issues last year. He's getting a little older. He could probably play at least some in left field. He's maybe a little bit more of a DH at this point in his career. J.D. Martinez is still out there. Justin Turner is kind of an interesting name if you wanted to just play him uh, kind of as your full-time DH. Brandon Drury, he was a little bit more of an infielder, but you could probably plug him in left field and DH some too. So, you know, I think Conforto is probably your best bet just because he is the only one of these guys who could play a legitimate left field probably full-time. Um, you know, so, you know, and, and, the guy I'm not mentioning, a lot of people mentioned, is Andrew Benintendi. Maybe the Braves are interested in him, but he's going to take uh, multiple years, right? These other guys are potential guys you can maybe get on a one- or two-year deal. And I think that's where the Braves like to be in free agency, especially at this point. I think if you if they do trade, you know, the cupboard's so bare, I just don't think you can expect them to go out and get a guy like Brian Reynolds of the Pirates. He's the best available guy out there, but I just don't think that's realistic at this point. So maybe a Jake McCarthy of the Diamondbacks, somebody who's who's good. He would be an upgrade, but he's not an all-star. He's not necessarily proven yet, uh, but would still be somebody you could you could build off of a little bit. So, you know, I think that is the state of things. That's why I, this Murphy trade, I'm excited to add Murphy. I think he's going to be awesome in Atlanta. But it's kind of a downer because I think it really limits the Braves in being able to improve in these areas that are very obvious weaknesses right now. Um, again, if they're willing to go, you know, make a really big offer for Dansby, um, then that kind of changes things. But I just really think that's that's not likely at this point. Um, one last thing I wanted to talk about before I leave you guys is there was a, a very strange rumor that um, spread on the Internet a couple days ago that the Braves might be interested in trading Max Freed. That would be pretty shocking. Um, it took me back for a minute and I had to think about it and I thought about it for about two minutes and I just thought this makes zero sense. Uh, the, the Braves are in win now mode. Max Freed is obviously, you guys know, he is their, he is their ace. Um, and, you know, maybe ace one and ace two with Spencer Strider on the, on the rise. But um, why would you trade your ace? Now the, the point of the article, I think it was Jim Callis of MLB uh, who put this out, but the point was that the Braves are very unlikely at this point to be able to extend Max Freed. He has two years left remaining, and this would be the time to trade him to get the, the best return for Freed. So that part of it is true, but I mean, again, the Braves, um, what in the world kind of, kind of message would that send to your team to trade away your ace? Uh, when you have a World Series contending team, it just makes very little sense. The only trade I could come up with that would make any sense, um, and maybe you guys can think of others, but the only one is that you trade an ace for an ace, right? So you trade Max Freed, um, 
and you guys are gonna are gonna make fun of me because I keep bringing bringing him up. But you trade Max Freed for Shohei Otani. Um, you have one year of Freed, or sorry, you have two years of Freed that you're trading away for one year of Otani. Um, maybe both teams would try to extend the guy. Freed is from California, so okay, maybe some of this makes sense. Um, the Braves would also obviously improve offensively if they made this kind of move, but even then, I you know. Could the Braves extend Otani? Man, I mean, I, th I think it's going to be hard for them to do. It's something you can dream about. But I just, um, other than that, I just can't foresee this kind of thing happening. I do think that that trade, by the way, is reasonable straight up. Um, so, you know, on paper it makes sense. But but even still, I think that is such a big shakeup to your team to trade your ace. And I, d I just don't think it's realistic at all. So, anyways, I wanted to bring that one up uh, just to address it. but. But otherwise, I think uh, it's it's not going to happen, guys. So, all right. Well, that is uh, the episode I have for you guys today. Uh, I Look, next week or so, I think all these things are going to flesh out. I think Dansby Swanson um, is probably, you know, still on his honeymoon. So maybe in a couple of days, you're going to see some action uh, once once he gets back from that. And uh, you'll you'll see some news on where he will end up. And obviously, once... Once he signs somewhere, it's probably going to, everything else is probably going to unfold for the Braves pretty quickly. So we'll definitely keep our eyes out for that. And I will talk to you guys soon.